good morning. It is good to see each of you this morning. It's good to be here. Let there be peace on earth. Let it begin with me. If you truly want peace, it's got to start with me. It's the only way. It's going well and well. Learn, do, and teach. I like to think sometimes I know a little bit about some stuff. And each time I think I know a little bit about some stuff, I realize how much more there is to know. I'll tell you, at one point in my life, I thought I knew just about everything. I, I could write a book, and I know more now than I did before I thought I knew everything. I've learned more since then because, again, the more I learn, the more I realize, man, there's a whole bunch to learn. I learned a whole lot a few years ago from a, from an individual that I got to hang out with, and I hadn't seen him in a few years, and I thought I knew quite a bit, and, and, and this gentleman touched my life in many ways. Um, he didn't have a home. He didn't have a home, and I thought I really knew a whole lot of things, and I thought I could teach this guy so much. So we used to hang out, and I used he used to help me do some things, and uh, he taught me so much about what's really important. He could do anything. Best weed eater I know. He uh, traveled by bicycle, and I remember one day uh, I asked him to come. And we were going to do some work, and I didn't give him a specific time, and he got there early, and I was gone. And he weeded my whole flower bed while I was gone. Meticulous. I mean, just, and that's Rhonda's job, so she appreciated it. <laughs> she didn't know he was there and he was on the back porch. She did appreciate that. It scared her a little bit. But again, every time I think that, hey, I've got things figured out, I've got things figured out. I know exactly. The Lord puts somebody in my life that teaches me so much. I've learned a lot from, from each of you. Learn a lot from students every, every day. But learning is a process that, that never ends. It, it never ends. If it does, then let's see. If it ends, then you're only going to know what you know right now. I kind of like to know a little bit. Know everything by the time you're in seventh grade. <laughs> right? And then you forget it again when you get older. But uh, I'm just thankful for teachers who bless me, students who bless me, and again, each of you. But the way that we learn, the way that we're built, is we, we have to do things. To retain things, we, we have to do them. I'm going to read one verse for our scripture this morning. It's going to be Luke 6.40. A disciple is not above the teacher, but everyone who is fully qualified will be like the teacher. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let me pray. 
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for, for your presence here this morning, Lord. Thank you for allowing us to be here, Lord, but thank you for being here with us, Lord. Thank you for giving the, us the ability to, to learn and comprehend and do things. Lord, I pray this morning that uh, as we go through the scripture, Lord, as we, we, we learn this lesson, Lord, that, that you touch our hearts and our minds. And we become a blessing to everybody we know. In Jesus' name, amen. I know y'all probably remember your favorite teacher. Think back. Think back to one teacher that, uh, that touched your life, taught you a bunch of things, but just showed you how to care for, for one another. Mine's my fifth grade teacher, Mr. Scheib. I still remember lessons that he taught me. He's a very caring man. He was uh, into science and history, and I kind of was too. That's kind of what got me into it both of them. I learned so much from them. Uh, I also learned a lot about the Bible from them. But I'm sure you can remember your, your, your favorite, maybe a Sunday school teacher, but somebody you can relate to that taught you a whole bunch. I've told you about some of my Sunday school teachers. And again, I, I think of them every day. And I'm so thankful. We need to learn. We need to continue to learn. We don't get too old to learn. We don't get too old to do too old to do either. And we never get too old to teach. And today we're going to talk about learn, do, and teach. Learn, do, and teach. A great spiritual exercise can help us become more like Christ. That's our goal every day is to become more like Christ. Develop good Christian leaders. We need to teach and disciple other people, not just kids, but each other. But we need to disciple kids for sure. We need to educate children, but we need to, to, to disciple and educate each other as well. Without a doubt, Christ was the master teacher. He did it with illustrations. He did it with stories. He still does it with stories and illustrations. We learn by seeing. When I looked at the boxes up this morning, you would have a little picture of Sandy's words and me holding those boxes up. And you're going to remember that we, if it's, we're going to have to do something, we're going to have to put some stuff in those boxes and, and send them somewhere for them to do what they're designed to do. You see, each of us, we have a purpose. We have a purpose to each other. We, we, we don't just have a purpose. Uh, the Lord made us social beings. We're supposed to relate to each other. We're supposed to teach each other. Now, don't get me wrong. All of us are not teachers. All of us are not teachers. Everybody don't need to be in the classroom. Who agrees with that? But many people do need to be in the classroom. But we teach each other. We teach people every day. See, there's a gift to teaching. There's a gift to teaching. Everybody, no matter what, we teach when people see us, they learn from us. They learn from, mostly from what we do more than, that, than what we say. But every body, or every person, every part of the body of Christ has a function. And it's up to us to, to help 
people find that function in the body of Christ. And some of us are, or some of you may be gifted and have the ability to teach. But again, not everybody's a teacher. It's like not everybody has the ability to do quantum physics. I haven't had both. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I can barely say quantum physics. But we all have a purpose. We all have something to share with each other. You see, whether we're teachers or not, we should all be teaching. Preachers, clergy, we should be teaching. But not just when we're evangelizing, but also when we're training disciples. Last couple weeks, I've had the opportunity to teach. Uh, and last week, we did a, a, a class too, but I've had the opportunity. To, these kids are brilliant. I don't know if you've spent a whole lot of time with the children we have in this church. They know a whole lot about the Bible. I found that out last week. I found it out over the course of the last few years, but I'm telling you, last week, they impressed me. Somebody's done a good job teaching. It's been great, but it's not just clergy who teach. We also have teachers. There's gifted people who may never teach in the classroom, but they're gifted teaching Sunday school. They're gifted feeding the flock. They're gifted not just teaching adults, but also teaching and training children. Most important teacher in a child's life is their parents. They're learning from you whether you realize it or not. Here so often that we need to put God back in school. Who agrees with that? Who thinks that God should be back in school? Just like the, if we're going to have peace on earth, the place to start is with me. The same way, if we want God back in school, put God back in all parts of our life, we've got to start with ourselves. We have to have God in our lives. And then God has to be in our homes. If God's in our lives and God's in our homes, we we, we pour into our children, God's going to be wherever they go. Matter of fact, we can't tell God where to be and where not to be. God is God. Amen. He can be all places at once. We can't tell God where to be. I promise you God's in our schools today. Maybe not like we'd like to see, um, but if you look at a test day, I guarantee there's prayers going up. Most of them by the teachers. Sometimes by the students as well. But we're supposed to be good examples. Again, at home, it needs to start with ourselves. It needs to start at home. We need to teach our kids how to treat each other. We need to teach our kids how to read the Bible. We need to teach our kids how to be disciples. We need to teach our kids how to evangelize. We need to teach each other the same thing. Because we learn at different paces. We learn things at different ages. Each one of us has a purpose. Each one of us has something to share, something to give. Everyone should teach others. 1 Peter 3.15 reminds us of that. If we're to have hope that's visible, we need to be teaching each other. If we're able to provide a reason for that hope, we need to teach each other. Again, informally, everybody should be a teacher. The delight of teaching. I love teaching. And sometimes in spite of me, kids learn stuff. You see, 
we're made to learn. God created us with the ability to handle a whole lot of information. And we all learn in different ways. Some of us learn when we hear something, man, we can, you know, if we read it or we see it. But, but a guy named William Glasser, he was a psychologist or psychiatrist back a few years ago, and he says that, that most people learn this way. And we retain 10% of what we read. So if we're reading, we, 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 we keep about 10% of it. Then we learn about 20% of what we hear. So if we hear it, we're twitching. So if we, if we read it, then we hear it, now we're up to 30%. We might keep a third of it. Then if we can see it, that increases it to 30%. So we, we, we retain 30% of what we, we see. So we keep 50% of what we see in here. Half of what we see in here we retain. And then 70% of what we discuss with others. Everybody says, I talk a lot. I learn by discussing. We all do. We retain 70% of what we're able to discuss with each other. One thing that we can't replace is personal experience. When we personally experience something, we have an 80% chance of learning. It's very important. There's one more category that he talked about, and this category is 95%. That means if we can do this, we'll retain 95% of what we've learned. Do you know what it is? Teaching. <coughs> Teaching. If we want to learn it, we need to learn it well enough to be able to discuss it and teach it. It's important. We're doers. We're not just hearers. Again, if you only want to retain of 20% of what you learn, just listen. Because you'll retain about 20% of it if you just hear it. But again, once you start doing it, once you start discussing it, once you start teaching it to others, it becomes a part of who you are. See, we, we, we benefit not just by studying, but teaching, retiring, requiring, or getting our minds ready to, to, to take the lesson that we've just learned and tell somebody else. I'll tell you what, I can tell you some things some of my students have done. It is a blessing when somebody you teach goes and, and, and they're successful. Not just for teachers, but for everybody. You know, if you talk to somebody help them along the way, I can tell you some beautiful stories. But I'll leave somebody out, somebody might not be or somebody might be listening online, so I don't want to. I'll use one that was hit Lindsay last week. See Lindsay saying, blesses my heart. People we teach, whether it be our children, whether it be our neighbors, whether it be somebody we don't know very well. It blesses us when we see them doing well. To be able to teach, though, we, we've got to know. So we've got to meditate on God's Word. We've got to learn right from wrong if we're going to teach it. We, we need to know how to study the Bible if we're going to teach it. John 13, 17 says, Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing it. Doesn't say he'll bless you for knowing. 
It says he will bless you for doing it. Again, we're made to be doers. James 1.25 says, But those who look into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and preserve being not hearers who forget, but doers who act, they will be blessed by their doing. We're blessed. Don't get me wrong. We can't be saved by doing things. We can't be saved by doing good works. But if we're saved, we're called to do those good works. If you want to really know what it's like in the world, you need to talk to people that you want to learn from. If you really want to know what it's like living on the streets, you need to talk to somebody that's on the streets. Because there's a whole lot of different opinions. But we have, I don't know if you know it, we have a homeless problem in this country. Again, some of the things that I've learned in my life, I've learned when I was trying to help somebody. I told y'all a story a few years ago, and I'm going to tell it again. Uh, some of you may remember it. If I just told it to you, you may not remember it. So I'm going to, let's see if you hear it. I think you got a 20% chance. So maybe you, you don't. But a few years ago, I like ice cream. I don't know if y'all know that. I like ice cream. I like milkshakes. I learned to eat milkshake by, by doing it. Uh, I'm very good at it. But we were going downtown a few years ago to Cruz Farm because I like their milkshakes. And they get their milkshakes down at the Indian Creek Market, too. It's, I had one of those the other day, too. They're really good. But we're going downtown, me and Rhonda and Abby, I think Hayden, and my niece Darby uh, was with us. And, and we're downtown Knoxville, and I'm walking to Gay Street, and a guy comes up to me and wants some money, and I only had $2 on me, because I don't carry a lot of cash. Because uh, if I carry it, I give it away. <laughs> but I got $2 on me, and the guy says, hey, can you help me out? I said, I said, all I've got is $2. That probably will help me. So I appreciate it. So I had the $2. I looked at him, and I said, how long is business you've had ice cream? He said, it's been a long time. I said, do you want some? He said, I'd love to have some ice cream. I said, what kind do you like? And he asked me, he said, what do, you, what do you like? I said, I like chocolate. He said, me too. I said, well, won't you come with my family and have some ice cream? So we did. We sat down and had ice cream. Together. I actually knew the young lady who was fixing her order because, well, I, I know some ice cream people. I knew this young lady and I introduced him. His name was David. I introduced him by name. I said, this is David. And we sat and we had ice cream. We enjoyed ice cream together. And then after we had our ice cream, we went and walked a little bit. Just me and David. Just went and walked a little bit and talked. And in about 15, 20 minutes, I learned so much from him. I learned that... Uh, I don't know exactly why he's on the streets, but I know that he was from Knoxville, moved to Louisiana for a little bit. His mom passed away, and he came back here, and he fell on some hard times. And I think he had some other issues that, that helped put people on the street. But I talked to him, and finally I asked him, I said, David, do you know the Lord? He said, yeah. And he 
he started telling me about his relationship, his walk with Christ. And I prayed with David. And I asked David if he'd pray for me. He prayed the most beautiful prayer I've ever heard in my life. Another person that you would expect that I learned so much from. I told David, I said, you know, you're out here on the streets, you may need this. And he said, I got all I need. And he had pants on that were about 14 sizes too big. I said, let me bring you some pants. He said, well, I appreciate that. So I put him together a backpack with uh, some blue jeans that were his size, a couple of t-shirts, a Bible, and some water. I said, David, I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Now, I said, actually, I said, you're not always here. I said, when do you want me to meet you? He told me where he usually stayed. I said, okay, I'll bring your stuff. So I went the next day. Guess what? He wasn't there. And I waited and waited. He never showed up. So I kept that backpack with me for a few weeks. And I go by there. He wasn't there. Then I saw him. Two or three weeks later, I saw him walking on the side of the road. I stopped. I said, David. He said, how do you remember my name? I said, man, we, we talked one night. I said, we were supposed to meet the next night. You weren't there. He said, I didn't think you'd show up. I'm like, I've never lied to you before. <laughs> but I finally got to give him this backpack. I haven't seen him since. But I learned so much from that man. Human beings are human beings. We can learn from each other. If you look in the eyes of somebody, that's somebody that Christ died for. That's somebody that can help you along your journey. You see, we've got to be students. We've got to be students forever. We've got to be willing to learn. You see, we're striving for perfection. I don't know if y'all know that. We're striving to be more like Christ. Christ is perfect. I'm not. Philippians 3, 13 through 15, Paul writes, Beloved, I do not consider that I have made it on my own. This is one thing I do. Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the heavenly call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us then who are mature be the same mind. And if you think differently about anything, this too God will reveal to you. We're always supposed to be learning. We're supposed to be learning every day of our life. And second, we've got to be doers. We want to truly learn it. We want to truly be like Christ. We've got to do what we learn. We've got to practice what we teach. I told you last week that uh, do as I say, not as I do, is not a very effective teaching thing. We've got to say things to people, and we've got to do them. We're going to teach them. Matthew 23, 2 and 3, Jesus says, The scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. Therefore, do, do whatever they teach you and follow it. But do not do as they do, for they do not practice what they teach. It's important to practice what we teach. If we want people to follow us, we've got to practice what we teach. The third thing we've got to do for to learn and continue to learn is we've got to become a teacher. We have to become teachers. 
we've got to first be a student, then a doer, and then a teacher. You see, we're never going to be an expert in anything unless we're able to teach somebody. We've got to have mentors in our life, but we also have to be mentors. We've got to be willing to assist. Whether we teach formally or informally, we've got to be the teacher of God's Word if we want to learn. You see, spiritual growth begins by learning. It continues by doing. And it's, it's solidified by teaching. If we want to grow to spiritual maturity, we have to learn, do, and teach. When we grow by exercising ourselves through such discipline, it's unbelievable things that we can do. It's just like doing exercise. It's just like doing exercise. First, we've got to learn what we need to do to get physically better. Then we have to do it. And then if we can teach others to do the same, then we've got people that can hold us accountable. We've got the same thing in our spiritual life. We've got to learn. We've got to do. We've got to teach. And the people we teach will hold us accountable, I promise you. Just like we'll hold our students accountable. The discipline of teaching. It's what Christ wants us to do. Who wants to be more like Christ every day? We need to be doers. We need to be teachers. This morning... anybody here or anybody listening online that doesn't have a relationship with Christ or doesn't really realize that they're not carrying God to places that, that God needs to be taken to, even though he's already there, he needs a spokesperson. If you're willing, he can use you. If you don't have that relationship or you've had that relationship a while and you've kind of Put it to the side for a bit. I pray that you take this opportunity to rededicate yourself to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for all you do in our lives. Lord, thank you for creating us, creating us to be beings who need to learn. Lord, I pray for each person here, each person maybe listening online, Lord, that you put within them the desire to learn, do, and teach. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah.